Welcome to episode 237 of Manage the Wild. Today's episode is talking about how a conversation in Habitat may have altered the way I view hunt strategies, and we're going to talk about that. I was talking to a Habitat manager the other day about different grazing strategies. Uh, there is an area that I'm very familiar with. I kind of really like the way they do their grazing strategies. Uh, they'll bring cattle in and then they'll put that pasture on rotation uh, to where it uh, 40 acres or 100 acres or 1,000 acres or however big, but it doesn't get hit for another couple of years. So there are uh, periods of time when it will get altered and they'll come in and graze it and then they'll not touch it for three or four years, and then they'll come back and graze it. Every time they graze it, though, they change their timing. So if they grazed it in April, the next time they come and hit it, they're going to hit it in May. And it's constantly being changed, so it's beneficial to habitat. We, we got wondering out loud why this isn't more popular with uh, states in hunting. And I have heard of a few states that have what they call sacrificial units, where they're going to dump all of their regular hunters into these units, kill as many animals as possible, give everybody the, a lot of opportunity, and then they'll shut it down after a couple of years and put it as a limited entry unit so then they can build that area back up and they'll create another sacrificial. So. Uh, I was kind of thinking about that philosophy over the last few days. And then I got reading about different harvest strategies and how um, states are looking at different ways to harvest. We talked about shorter seasons the other day, also antler point restrictions. And I started really getting into selective culling uh, and how they are using selective culling to help maintain uh, some of these uh, populations or to remove undesirable animals. So you see it a lot in Africa, uh, especially on these ranches where they are really targeting certain types of growth in their animals. You're seeing it in Texas in whitetails and other uh, large high fenced ranches where they're going in and they're removing what they consider old bucks or undesirable traits within those bucks. And I was wondering if it's possible to use selective culling in a public setting. And obviously it is. Uh, in Africa, they're using it on elephants to target uh, elephants that are coming in herds and destroying them. And here in Utah, they're using it to remove cactus bucks. So you have these different types of selecting. As I got reading more into it, though, it talked about how selective culling is a way to help manage some of the undesirable effects of trophy hunting. So uh, just like antler point restrictions, it's a type of selection where you're coming in selecting mature animals. The most familiar I'm uh, thinking of are bighorn sheep or doll sheep. Um, and the more they selected for the larger animals, the more mature animals with full curls, the less they started to see them. So then they had to change up and provide a variation. Uh, you also see it in salmon. 
they were looking at the eggs of salmon and they were selectively culling or pulling out the eggs that were smaller. And they researchers found that uh, populations did better when they had a mixture of different sizes of eggs versus just the large eggs. Um, and so they when they started varying everything, uh, their culling method changed. And so I started looking into that, and then I got caught in this idea of what if states, and this would be based upon people, and you would obviously be reducing opportunity, but what if you had areas that you would create a rest zone. You would set up these units on a three-year rotation where you would hunt for two years in this unit, and then this unit would close down for a year. What if you started setting up, and I started looking into those uh, hunting refuges or no-hunt zones, and no state has really done it. I mean, they kind of have, but they're not calling it specifically for that. Here are the pros of creating uh, a rest area or a rest unit where you would put it on a rotation for a couple of years of hunting and then give it a year or so of rest. It offers uh, a place for these populations to go and to recover from all the hunting pressure. People wouldn't be going in pushing animals. And I'm talking about a total rest period. I'm talking from all wildlife species, not just deer, not just elk, but all of them. This unit, whatever your unit within your state would be called, let's just say unit one, whatever geographical unit that would be, would be closed down to all hunting. Not all recreation, just hunting. And so now you're giving these animals a place to go recuperate, not the pressure of the human predators coming in. Population restoration would be important as well, because you would uh, effectively reduce some of these declines by allowing these populations to come in. So if we're talking about we want bigger, more mature males with larger antlers, whether it's deer, elk, moose, whatever it may be, now you're having a, an opportunity because we know that antler point restrictions aren't necessarily the greatest. Shorter seasons aren't necessarily the greatest. One of the best ways to bring in mature animals is to give them time to grow. So you would have to have good habitat, but it would give these populations a place to rest and away from all the stress and all the pressure. It would also support diversity because now you're promoting and maintaining diverse, uh, diversity by allowing species to grow without any other interference other than just the natural order of how things are. Uh, it would be a boom for those people who are looking for sustainable management because you're no longer pulling these animals out due to hunting pressure. And it would be really interesting to see uh, some research and some education and look at the different numbers of deer or elk or whatever it is coming in the spring and then going into the fall and seeing um, how this could possibly play out. Here's the cons of this no hunt refuge area. Uh, hunters don't like it. <laughs> obviously, you're you're removing opportunity, and now you're making people wait a year. And obviously, the benefits aren't 
really going to be realized in a year. If you wanted to really see these animals are going to need time to mature and to grow over time. And so just one year isn't going to do much. It's going to, it's going to help a little bit, but it's not going to do a whole lot. And people are going to hate it because now you're taking away opportunity. They may have more and uh, more bucks and better bucks, but Again, you're taking away from activities that people look forward to every year. Balance in land use. You're going to start putting a lot more pressure on other units. So if these areas are closed down for a year, then people who are still going to get tags are now going to be pushed into uh, another area. And so hunter crowding is going to become a greater and greater issue. And that's uh, going to affect land use and how people are using that land. And we all know, we've all seen videos uh, about how people act when they start uh, feeling pushed and crowded. They start tearing things down, trying to find different ways to feel less crowded. There is some debate about how the effectiveness of how it would be. Again, uh, what little I've come across that they've actually used this method is uh, people debate whether it's effective in allowing enough time. So if you have a unit that's averaging three and a half to four and a half year old bulls and you want to get it up to six and a half year old bulls, you're going to have to wait three years for these animals by just turning it into a limited entry unit. So you can average that six and a half isn't going to do it overnight. It's going to take years for these animals to mature. Cause if your average is three and a half and you need to get it up to six, it's going to take three years to get there. Again, if you are harvesting young bucks, two and a half to three and a half, and you want to start hitting more of that mid to later prime, that six-year-old, you're going to have to wait for these animals to grow that old. So a year is not necessarily going to be the most helpful. Financial costs, uh, by creating these areas, states, uh, as far as wildlife management are going to take a hit. You're going to have less permits, less tags. Also, it's a financial hit to the communities around you. If uh, you have a large hunting community coming into your area each fall and you effectively get rid of that for a year, there is going to be a financial cost and it's difficult for people to just take a year off and, and not, and just say, you know what, it is what it is. So there's going to be a huge finance, financial impact to not only just the states doing this method, but also to the businesses and the communities surrounding these areas. Uh, there is some cons about wildlife behavior. And I was like, what would the cons be? And then the more I thought about, duh, uh, by allowing these animals uh, a year of refuge you're going to grow more animals you're going to have less animals being harvested and so you're going to have more human wildlife conflicts areas that are near urban areas often often are less um they're not your prime units your limited entry units because if if you want limited entry you're going to have to have more animals more animals mean more conflicts with humans so oftentimes you won't see these areas near urban areas because the amount of animals required to uh, get more of that. Uh, if you're looking for more bucks on the landscape or whatever, then you need more animals. And so you're going to have more conflict. Uh, 
But I still think that this may be a theory, or at least something, uh, if the Utah Division of Wildlife is interested in implementing something like this, it would be really interesting to do, take one of these smaller areas, give it a rest for a year, see what the population looks like, see what the habitat looks like, see what the fat data looks like coming off of these animals. And it would be such an interesting thing, but it's so hard to implement because... Again, you're taking away tags and opportunity from people, and they're just not a big fan of it. I need to know, though, what your guys' thoughts are. Uh, would you would you be okay doing putting uh, your unit that you hunt every year on a rotation where once every three years or once every five years? I think it, it needs to be fairly close, so I'm going with the once every three years. Would you be okay with uh, one out of every three years having your unit basically a no hunt zone tell me what you guys think it's controversial i know but that's what i got for today have a great day